Welcome to Crave the Rave, a naughty podcast for old school ravers who need a fix of the rave. I'm Lady Bizar. And I'm Jess the Mess. On each episode, we'll be reminiscing over hilarious, embarrassing, and downright mental stories from our raver days. Think trippy tales, fezzy fails, and stories from the sesh. We've seen, heard, and done it all. And we bet you have too. So join us for a trip down memory lane. So welcome back everybody to another episode of Crave the Rave. I am Jess. And I'm Lara. And we are back in the bedroom recording again. (laughs) Yes, we are. So Lara, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm stuffed full of sausage. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you fed me well. (laughs) Yeah, Jesse just made me a big sausage sandwich and it was delicious a big veggie sausage sandwich i'd like to say we're no meat over here oh right gotta help the environment and all that yeah but you ruined it because you well in my opinion you ruined it you turned around and said you want my insides well tell everyone what your insides are (laughs) well jesse has a baguette yeah and hollows out all of the soft, fluffy, yummy, juicy goodness from inside it and then stuffs the sausage in there. Yeah, I take out, I get the baguette, I slice it down the middle and I pull out all the bread. No! Because then you can fit in more sausage. So I'd rather more sausage than that bread. And I use this, obviously, the outside of the bread as the shell around it. That is a normal thing and a lot of people do that, I'm telling you. No. Why fill yourself up on the white bread? It's delicious. It's soft and it's fluffy and it's good. I think you're better off having an extra sausage in there. I don't know. You can have the sausage and the bread. You just shove it all down. Like no. De- like compress it so it gets to that like thick kind of like paste. No, I got four four sausages in that sandwich. Okay. You only got two in yours. I watched. So, <laughs> so I think I'm winning there. All right. But anyway, how have you been? What have you been up to? Well, I am finally at the end of my egg freezing cycle i feel like we need one of those sound effects those like cheering sound effects (laughs) yeah i'm feeling good i'm glad it's kind of like yeah it's been got a, a couple months in the making and yeah it's been an interesting process it wasn't so bad. I think the part for me that was more, I guess, challenging than I expected was actually like the final part when they do the actual collection. I didn't know anything about anything around this before I got started on this journey because they don't teach you this shit in school. But basically when they do the collection, they, you know, you, you have sedatives and things. And what was so funny is that all the doctors just kept telling me, you're going to love it this bit's the best bit, you're going to feel super high. So like, I was like, all right, okay, bring it on. The high lasted about two seconds and then I was knockout. (laughs) I was like, because it was basically fentanyl. And so, you know, the doctor just kept saying, yeah, it's basically heroin. I was like, you shouldn't be looking at me like so excited about the fact that I'm going to be taking heroin. (laughs) And then, yeah, I like, I was basically just passed out. And then I had definitely a unexpected funny turn afterwards because I was like okay cool woke up feeling good I was like right everything's great went with my mum came and picked me up we went to John Lewis in in central London and they tell you to go home just take it easy rest and my mum was like okay 
do you want to go sit in a cafe and have some food? And rather than get something small after, you know, you've had a, a kind of anesthetic or whatever, um, I <laughs> couldn't resist, you know me, you know what I'm like, the menu um, that had this huge beef pie <laughs> and big portion of chips and mushy peas and gravy all over it. I asked for extra gravy. <laughs> and so I munched it and I was like, okay, cool. Big meal, I was stuffed. And then we're walking out of John Lewis and I just think my stomach my body could not yeah. handle that amount of like just pub grub like oh pro God. yeah and it just went into meltdown mode and basically yeah i was no it was a whole drama in the fucking fashion oh, department yeah. it just was unexpected you should have got yourself into one of the beds mate i know i was like oh there was like, fluffy coats i was like i just want to lie on them but yeah everyone was like oh. kind of fanning me around me and all this stuff but yeah overall you know it was something that you know, I wanted to do and I'm glad I've done it. And I will just say like, if anyone is thinking about doing it and is unsure or feeling a little bit overwhelmed or confused about the information out there, I totally get it. I was feeling the same way. And actually, if you have any specific questions, like you can even send us a DM, I would be happy to help because I feel like I had so many generous people giving me advice and thoughts on it that I would yeah, love to be that person for other people. So send us a little DM if you wanna have any, you know, if you have any specific questions about it, I'd be happy to share a little bit about what I know now. Uh, it's at Crave the Rave podcast at uh, Instagram. Oh, Laura, I'm just so proud of you. Well <laughs> done. You've you've been amazing, and it's actually I'm just so 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 proud of you. I know it's not been the easiest, but I think your future self will really thank you. Isn't it annoying that now that we're older, we have to like think of these things and like really our bodies should have probably been producing babies when we were out and about partying and now we've, we've done this to ourselves like i mean to be honest we've had the best 20s getting out there and partying but maybe we should have been thinking about having babies and uh, so that we wouldn't have to be in this situation now but well, well done yeah thanks so much for saying that i think the thing is right like you can go in school they just drill it into you yeah. how like don't get pregnant don't get pregnant yeah. it's like how to put a condom on a banana <laughs> like they teach you all of that but at no point do they tell you hey by the way when you get into your mid-30s yeah actually it might not even or even earlier than that yeah. it might not be that easy so it's like they don't <laughs> they miss out a whole part totally. of education around that and i'm like oh right kind of wish i'd like really thought of that or known that you know yeah. so anyway here we are you feeling good now yeah good. yeah yeah i feel i feel good and i'm glad i i'm glad i did it oh well well done thanks darling so how about you what have you been up to um well i have been out surprisingly no way yeah i have <laughs> actually been out on a night out and I'm gonna tell you now that either I am too old or just a bore now, but it was shit. <laughs> it was really shit. So it was a work night out. And basically I went out, it was me that planned it. So obviously I had to go, but everybody else canceled other than a handful of people that were loyal enough and decent enough to actually turn up. So thank God for them, because there was a point where it looked like I was just gonna be on my own, no <laughs> joke. At least if you were on your own, you could actually just go home. Oh yeah, good point. Yeah, I could have just gone <laughs> home. But <laughs> anyway, so basically I went out. Bear in mind, I haven't been out for a long time and I'm not the biggest drinker anymore. But I was like, do you know what? Let's have a good time. I was looking forward to it. And, um, oh my God, it's so funny because when, <laughs> actually been into like a lively bar or like a club for a long time and we 
went to a very lively bar. And as I went in, there's like loads of bouncers. And I forgot that feeling of like walking through bouncers. It's the same as when you go to an airport and you just feel guilty. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I suddenly like, I was walking in. I was with two of my lovely work colleagues and I was like walking in and I suddenly had saw the bouncer and I was like, oh my God, like, have I got something? Which obviously I don't have anything. <laughs> Number one, I'm a middle-aged woman who just does not go out anymore and is not going to be ever getting on it. So like, no way do I have anything in my bag. But for years and years and years and years, I did have something on me. So that fear has never left me and it will probably never leave me. Totally. So I had this fear of like, oh, is there anything on me? And I was like, no, don't be silly. Like, tell myself as if, like, you wish sort of thing. You know, no way. There's never, there's not going to be anything in your bag. Anyway, I went through. I was still nervous when I went through. Went upstairs. Blah, blah, blah. Felt guilty. No reason to. Anyway, after about maybe 20 minutes, I went to top up my lipstick and I went in my bag and I was shocked to see a baggie full of white powder. <laughs> Absolutely full of white powder. And I just had this like, whoa moment. And like, no one else clocked it or clocked me, but I was like, oh my God, what the hell was that? And then I remembered, basically I suffer from cold sores and I, I take these tablets and they're just like big white tablets. And I put them in a little baggie that I just probably had like a button in or something like that, <laughs> right? I put them in my bag because if I get a cold sore in an emergency, I can take these tablets. Anyway, they've been in there for so long that they had disintegrated into literally fine powder. And um, I want to show you a picture, Laura, to show you what this looks like. You'll have to describe it to people, but sorry. Oh, wow. Yeah, Rocky. (laughs) I don't know how I would have explained that to them if they'd seen that coming, if they had searched my bag properly and seen that, because... How do I describe that? Like, it is a bag, a baggie of white powder. And it, it would have looked like I was making excuses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been so embarrassing. I was with um, work colleagues that have never got on it in their lives. Very square people. Uh, would not have, <laughs> it would not have gone down well. Would I have even got in? I don't know. I don't think the police would have been called or anything like that. But it would have been a really, really, really embarrassing experience. But then I am in a bar. And I don't know where the night's going to lead to. Probably other places. And I'm, I, I have this bag of white powder on me. <laughs> so I'm now suddenly trying to think, how do I get rid of this bag of powder? Because I'm terrified that if, I know, I walk back in or out or something and forget that they're going to find the bag of white powder. So I'm now thinking, where do I go? Where do I go? So no, I went to the toilet and done the classic thing of putting in the in the tampon bin. <laughs> <laughs> I did think, God, imagine if I was like to hide this somewhere and then someone was to find it, like somebody somewhere oh, would no. be like, yes. <laughs> anyway, I didn't. I disregarded it in the bin. Um, and you disregarded it? discarded it is that right What's yeah discarded yeah discarded yeah it. discarded it discarded it in the <laughs> toilet no it didn't in the bin <laughs> so you got me in a kerfuffle <laughs> um i threw it in the bin and that was that but I, it just made me think god like it just it was a mad situation because i thought imagine if they had actually found it how embarrassing that would have been oh shit that is the worst i remember when i was in mexico i was at a dance event again people who are very square, very normal. And I had, you know, a little bit of smoke on me. I rolled half a joint, nothing too incriminating, but you don't really want to be playing with the Mexican police. And I'm in a dance event in some little club and we're all very sensually, calmly dancing. It's intimate partner dance. I'm with some guy who I'm still convinced had a boner, but I couldn't figure it out because we were dancing so slowly and so closely (laughs) that I don't know if it was his phone or what, but I was like, I'm feeling really awkward because like, is that, is that? 
yeah, is that, you yeah. know? Anyway, while this is going through my head, I have a moment to open my eyes and I just see a dog, a police dog. And I'm like, oh my God. In the middle of this dance, I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> no. And the whole club is getting raided. So the club is getting raided. I'm in like a really sophisticated thing and I freak out and I just in the middle of the dance, just looked and it was probably not my not my most discreet moment it was like a bit flames i just basically <laughs> fast speed walked to my bag grabbed my bag went into the bathroom tried to discard the joint which was in a little pink tube it was all very cute it was actually half a joint and then i just got grabbed up and yeah they were not i was like they obviously saw me <laughs> make my quick moves and uh anyway it ended up being like 10 pounds, 10, about 10 pounds worth of coins. And they stole my speaker slyly out of my bag. Ooh. Yeah, because that's kind of how they roll. Um, but the reason I'm mentioning that is because I was with all of these people and it was, just, I was just so glad that I didn't end up getting like, that all happened in the girl's bathroom. Like most people didn't even notice. It was one of those situations where like, if I had been cuffed and taken oh back through God. that club, I'd have been mortified. It was all my dance teachers, the best people, the best people in the dance community from all over the world. Like, yeah, it was not the sort of place you want to be getting nicked at all. So anyway, that just made me think of that. <laughs> not fun. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, what? How was the rest of the, the night? Well, I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know if I'm getting old or. Maybe it was the venue. I'm not going to say what it was, but it's not really the sort of place I'd go to. It's very much the place that you'd go to with work people rather than like, put it this way, it was like pop music. Mm -hmm. And what surprised me was like everyone was really young and it made me feel really old. Like they were all just out of uni. And I just, I was a bit, I'm going to be honest, I was a bit jealous looking around at the big group of friends that all like, they just, I just looked at them and thought, God, you guys don't have any responsibilities. <laughs> and like, I spent way over 100 quid on drinks and I thought god that was me that was what I did every weekend uh -huh. no wonder I had no money because all my money would go on that but yeah I looked around and I thought god these people are young and fun and I'm not anymore for one I thought that as soon as I walked in there I thought the music was too loud <laughs> yeah I really did I thought the music was too loud and then I had this sort of thing where I was like I've got to get drunk if I'm going to enjoy this yeah but what shocked me was when Taylor Swift Shake It Off came on, <laughs> I'm not joking, the place erupted. Everybody jumped up and started going mad and dancing. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Have I missed something here? What is going on? Is this a tune that you dance to? But I swear to God, everyone got up and started dancing like crazy, like everybody. It made me think like, have I, was this like a uni tune or something that everyone loved? I don't know, but as like somebody that was like 15 years older, I did not get it. I didn't get it at all. Yeah, Taylor Swift isn't, I would say for the most part, isn't really our generation. It's like the Definitely generation not. below. Definitely it? not. But I would have even thought she was too young for the generation of people that were in the bar that I was in, but people went mental for her. So I think that is what Taylor Swift does nowadays, and so I've learned, <laughs> but I wasn't in on the joke. I don't even think it was a joke. I wasn't in on it. So yeah, that surprised me. I'll tell you something, I wasn't gonna get up and dance to Taylor Swift. No, you didn't want to shake it off? No, I didn't want to shake it off. You wanted to shake it out of there. Shake it out, <laughs> shake it out. Of here, get out of here, out of here. Yeah, I hear you. So yeah. Maybe um, maybe it was the sort of place that you did have to have drugs really to have a good time. <laughs> Would you reckon people were on drugs? No, no. Just a load of booze? Just a lot of booze, expensive booze. Okay. 
Talking of having bits and bobs in your bag. <laughs> oh yeah. Do you remember the geniusness of the Kinder Egg? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember the Kinder Egg. Did you come up with the Kinder Egg? I don't know. I don't remember. Maybe. I don't even know if it's. I didn't like the Kinder Egg. Just saying that now. <laughs> Before it comes out, I'm just putting a thing in there to say I didn't like the Kinder Egg. I don't know if it's podcast safe. <laughs> I think you can. I think people. I think you can tell people the Kinder Egg. Well, I mean, there's nothing to say. I'm sure many people were listening are quite aware of where I'm going with this. No, but... I don't think so. I don't think many people <laughs> will know what the Kinder Egg is, Lara. I think you have to explain what the Kinder Egg is. Shall I do it? <laughs> A discreet method of storing things to get into places without being discovered. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, well, yeah, but it it, belo- it belongs and, and hides in a certain cavity, doesn't it? Well, I think they get that bit. Well, I don't think so at all. You could just have the <laughs> Kinder Egg in your handbag. That's not that's not the point. Okay, and then you pop the Kinder Egg up there and no one knows any better. Yeah, it's like a love egg. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, less fun. I didn't like it because it was quite hard to get out. Well, yeah, there was there were certain ways. But anyway, let's not <laughs> get into the nitty gritty of that. But anyway, I'm not giving away free tips for anyone who is looking for advice on how to conceal things. But if you are interested in finding a very foolproof way uh, of uh, concealing certain things, then I would recommend you get down your local shop and probably spend about five quid on a Kinder Egg because I imagine where they were about 80p before or probably less. Now they're probably about eight quid because that's what's happened to all the chocolates. <laughs> but I just think like if you had to, I think if you just put it in your knickers, you'd be fine. I, like, I think I feel like you don't need to go to that length. We weren't smuggling big, massive amounts <laughs> of stuff. I think if you were just to put it in your knickers, you'd be fine. Get to the toilet. Then you can take it out from there and... um I think you get away with that now. I don't think you need to go to extraordinary lengths of putting a Kinder Egg up, yeah? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was... Uh, I, it felt safer. It felt safer. <laughs> you know, talking about those dogs, that was the issue. Because, you know, the thing is, you never really smoked weed. And I quite liked... I was partial to a little spliff. And that was what I was worried about, that it would smell. And, you know, at be at dog height. <laughs> <laughs> So that was my little way. <laughs> oh my god, you've got to tell the story about the tuna sandwiches. Uh, Please. Uh, Please. In a nutshell, I was driving along to Secret Garden Party years and years and years ago. God, probably about 15 years ago now. And I was with my ex and we're driving along and he thought it would be a really, really great idea to smoke a little J. And I was like, don't do that, don't do that, it's bait, like it's not a good idea. Turns out somehow one of my front lights was out, wasn't aware of that. (laughs) And so we actually get pulled over on the way to the festival, very close to the festival site. And of course the whole fucking car smells of weed and they're a dog unit. (laughs) And you know, we had an entire supply for the weekend and they thought it would be appropriate to get the dog out and have a little whiff, you know, just check. Uh, around the car. Oh my, were you scared? Yes, I was shitting myself. Like I was, I was like, oh my god, this is it. Because the thing is, we were going straight from the festival to drive to Gran Canaria for a holiday. So we were driving straight from Secret Garden to Manchester Airport to fly there first thing Monday morning. So I was like, 
it wasn't just the festival that I was worried about. It was like the whole sequence of events and how this might impact it anyway. So the, the dog's getting a good old sniff in the car. And I remember the policeman, he asked me for my my driving license and I remember handing it to him and my hand was literally oh. shaking like moving like we were in an earthquake I was like wow okay that is the baitest thing ever and but I was proper shook and so the dog is searching everywhere and it is then in the back seat with its paws tail wagging on top of my suitcase where everything that we had was hanging out well not hanging out <laughs> literally but I mean it was it was chilling in the bag unconcealed uh, we were planning to you know deal with it uh, once we were in the car park and things like that not the smartest move but anyway you know hello 18 year olds and as the dog was getting real up close and personal with where it was it starts getting really excited <laughs> and I'm like shit I'm fucked I'm fucked here this is it like <laughs> you know freaking out and then suddenly his head starts burying into the bag next to my suitcase, which was tuna sandwiches in foil, <laughs> which I'd been like kind of half eating. So they were open and uh, so it kind of got into the tuna. And yeah, that basically saved the day. So the dog couldn't smell, <laughs> smell it because he went for the tuna sandwiches. Yeah, it was a hot day as well. So I think like probably the whole car smelled of a mix between like <laughs> weed and tuna. But that saved the day because then they were like, okay, you can go. And I remember the other copper was a proper job's worth because he said, hey, I, I don't think we should let them go. Obviously the dog got just, you know, got um, sidetracked by the tuna sandwich. And the other guy was like, <laughs> no, let them go. And I thought, oh my God, you mate, you can be my friend. You can come to my wedding. You could, you get you can have as many tuna sandwiches as you want, but your mate, he can fuck off. <laughs> anyway, so that was really scary, but I was very grateful for tuna sandwiches that day. But anyway, yeah, going back to the Kinder Egg. Yeah. <laughs> the reason that you want to make sure you've got it secured responsibly is because otherwise you have this constant fear that you're going to forget and then go to the <laughs> toilet and then you see your shit floating and it's not the shit you want to see floating. <laughs> yeah, that's happened to me numerous times or it's Same. been like stuck to me and I'm like, oh my God, yeah, you saved the day just. I'm sure everyone's done that, right? I've seen it before when I've turned around, flushed the chain, I've seen it all going down the toilet. <laughs> no. Yeah, It's horrible, it's horrible. So that's why it's just, there's no... Room for error. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Well, I wouldn't do it now. I mean, come on. <laughs> do you remember when you had to help our friend find her stuff after she dropped it down the, down the toilet at Boomtown? Yes and no. I know what you're talking about, but I don't really remember exactly what happened. Oh, my God. It's so funny. I've told so many people this story. So we arrived at Boomtown on day two of Boomtown. I'm sorry, but everybody's faces look so upside down at this time. <laughs> like, it, they, it hadn't been kind to most people at the festival. I, I remember point. that. Remember? I remember that part. Everyone yeah, we was looking wrong. Yeah, because I remember we turned up and we were like, is this what we normally look yeah. like on day two of a festival? Yeah. Because when you're not in it and you yeah. enter, it's a whole I different think it, world. I think it might have even been like, we turned up on the Saturday, so it was like day three. And we, were turn, we turned up feeling fresh. We had free tickets, so we got there on the Saturday morning, and we walked in. And we, I mean, we we went through VIP, and we were waiting to go to. Our, we were about to go to our campsite, and we stopped once we got in and put down our bags. And our friend went to the toilet, 
and we heard Lara, Lara. <laughs> so you got up and you went over and I couldn't believe what you told me. Luckily you had a photo to prove it, but she <laughs> thought that she had dropped her stuff down the toilet. Bear in mind, she was sober and we were just arrived and we were feeling good. And she asked you to help her <laughs> while she went down into the toilet so that the toilet was at her waist and you had to hold her legs so that she didn't fully, fully fall in. And she searched around to see if she could find the stuff that she thought she'd lost, only to later on, well, not much longer, find out that it was in her bra all along. The whole time. Do you remember that? You came back and you showed me the photo and I actually thought that you guys had lost the plot. <laughs> I thought these people, are, there's something wrong with them. I couldn't understand in a million years what was going through your minds, that you were holding her legs to stop her from falling into the shit pit of day three of the festival. And she wasn't even that phased by it, to be fair. She was like, oh, God, thank God I found them. Never mind the fact that you've just put your whole head down a fucking shitty bong. <laughs> Oh my god, I remember that. I was actually shocked that she was up for it because she normally has quite a weak stomach, and she, I don't even, I think she was just like so focused on like yeah. the mission, yeah, that she just went for it, and then yeah, she 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 found them in the end. That is Joe, isn't it? You know, there was actually a girl at Leeds Fest. It's quite a famous story. Did you hear about Pooh Girl? No, she she actually got no. stuck. No, no, she didn't fall in, but she dropped her whole handbag. So she dropped, as she turned around in the portal, <gasps> she dropped her entire handbag down the toilet and it had, I think it was, she was going in. So I remember reading about it. She had, it had, had her ticket. What do you mean reading? Yeah, it was all over. If you Google Whoa. Pooh Girl. No, imagine being known as Pooh Girl. Yeah, yeah. Her name was Charlotte something. I remember. Charlotte yeah, Pooh. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I looked it up Girl. recently. Recently? No, no, and it was, it was, no, no, no. It was actually ages ago. I think it said 2009 or oh, something. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yes. You said her bag? Her bag fell in and it had, like, everything in it. Oh, like, so she had my. to get it. No. Anyway, no, no. <laughs> she basically lent in, got all the way down to her shoulders and was trying to reach it, trying to reach it, and she just couldn't get back out. She got completely stuck. They had to call the fire brigade. <gasps> to get her out and she was stuck for ages and then word spread because obviously they had to bring a fire engine or fire crew in to actually get her out Shut she yeah she did interviews and being up. like yes yes i'm poo girl yes i'm famous no poo girl. she then tried to make money out of it. <laughs> <laughs> she did merchandise no no i'm joking i am poo girl <laughs> oh my god oh my god i think i could lose a whole bag of stuff at a festival like a whole bag of anything and not care like i don't take the best things to festivals anyway so i think if I, if it fell down there i'd be like so long see you later what, phone, festival ticket, and your, festival, all your money? Festival ticket, they'll have it somewhere on a system or something. I'll, I'll tell you, look, come and have a look with me. Look, put your head down there. That's my ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try that before I fucking put my head down there. I'm telling you that. I'd put my head down there, but I wouldn't be getting stuck. Well, hopefully not. I think she said Mate. she got so close, but she was just like, and then she just realised she couldn't get back no. out. You'd be devo, wouldn't you? Anyway, that's really bad. <laughs> that is the sort of story that you hear of but you just don't believe like <laughs> i'm sorry that is just it's hard to believe that somebody got a whole uh, that fire brigade came to a festival and had to cut her out i believe you i'm gonna believe me i'm gonna look up poo girl but it is hard to believe there's also there's loads of stories like that and i don't know what to believe have you heard the story about the snorkel men at glastonbury 
No. Right. This is a thing. You haven't heard this? No. Okay, so this is a thing that people swear to God, and I have Googled it, and apparently it is a thing. So I'm I'm gonna assume it's before Glastonbury had the sewer network that it does. I don't know how this I don't know how this works, okay? Mm. But I'm guessing that it's from like, you know when those toilets used to have like the big trough underneath. Mm-hmm. That in itself was revolting. <laughs> <laughs> I heard people, whether it's people or somebody or what, I don't know. But they put on a snorkel and they snorkel in the in the toilet and then they pop their head up through the toilet when you're people going in there. That is what? How can you even think that's true? <laughs> They're snorkeling in shit. I swear to God, quite a few people have said that this has happened to them, that there's a man that hides in the toilet with a snorkel and he snorkels up Ugh. through the shit. And when people are going for a piss, they see the snorkel man. No. I refuse to believe that. What would be the benefit for him? I don't know. And also, could he not just be thrown out of being an absolute perv? Imagine if Paul Pants standing and see Goggle Man. Yeah, that Goggle Man. Anyway, that, that is one story. There's so many of these funny stories. Do you remember when you first started going raving? And like, you used to, I remember being really scared because I remember hearing that people used to go around with needles with HIV in. What? Acid. And then they'd go around and put a jab a needle of acid in your and then you'd be like fucked afterwards do you not remember that one no that literally used to terrify me i used to think about it all the time when i was younger and i used to be at raves remember we were raving at like 16 weren't we no so like i was actually like a child's mind i used to imagine i used to have this like fear in the back of my mind that i might get spiked with either hiv or um jesus or acid with a syringe. You never heard that one either. Never. I bet you so many people have heard that one. Okay. Me and Ashley were talking about it the other day and he had heard of that one. Well, if you're listening and you have heard of these, let us know. Well, let us know of other myths that you've heard of about like partying and race. What about the one, the uni one, which is that, so where I went to university in Manchester mm. and there was a park near Fallowfields and somebody got their head stuck in a bin and whilst their head was stuck in the bin, someone came and bum raped them. <laughs> what? And I I swear to God, this was a thing. But I think that all unis now have this myth. But our best friend that went to uni with me said that it was her housemate. Okay. <laughs> and I believed it because I thought it was this girl that we knew really well, our friend's housemate. Uh-huh. <laughs> And so I believed it. Only then, to years later, hear the same story being mentioned on the In Between Us. No. Oh, my God. So she was just winding you up? No, we all believed it. And she must have believed that it was her. And no one thought it was a wind-up at all. Everyone believed this story. Did it happen, though? I don't know if this may have been like an urban myth that started from somebody somewhere putting their head in the bin and then getting <laughs> raped. I don't know why the head was in the bin or what, but there's this one story and it's in every university and it's been going around for years and years and years and years. It wasn't in my university. Yeah. <laughs> but I got inside the bin. Do you, do you remember that picture of me inside the bin? No. I didn't get bum raped though. <laughs> Were you doing the bum rape? Yeah. No, not from inside the bin. That would be fucking, that'll be some skills. I, I can't believe you haven't heard that story. So uh, what were you doing in the bin? Oh, fucking hell. You know how I was weird? Visa. Um, I just had no sense of what filthiness was apparently. And I just decided to lift the bin. It was like one of them like, Ugh. like I know you're going to be disgusted. Don't know, just like a normal black kind of bin or whatever. Like Large? Like, how big? Big. Well, big enough for me to get inside it. But I lifted the top off it. 
and then I just put it on me. Oh. And I was walking around with it with my head through the gap. What was the reaction? Uh, I think people liked it. <laughs> I don't Did know. they laugh? Or? I think so. I thought it was hilarious. But obviously now I'm like, that is so disgusting. Uh, Lady Bizarre at her best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one thing I remember talking of, like the, the, the weird one with the needles and stuff, is I remember at school, I swear that we got shown an old VHS that told us if we ever took ecstasy, our heads would explode. <laughs> Like, I'm pretty sure it was like, I think that was what happened. But anyway, somehow I got the idea that if you took ecstasy, your head exploded like a giant, you know, balloon. Do you remember? I don't know if I, don't know if I was the only weirdo that played Theme Hospital, but there used to be this like old school PC game called Theme Hospital. And there was something called uh, bloaty head disease. And you had to take them to the special bloaty head disease clinic to get them burst, basically. That's what I imagined happened to your head if you took pills. <laughs> oh my God, you must be terrified the first time. Yeah, it didn't stop me though. I was willing to take the chance. <laughs> I was willing to take the chance. Maybe it was the same. It'll blow your mind, man. It'll blow your head off. It'll blow your head off. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Um, obviously, no, but just to caveat that they can be dangerous and I'm not joking about that and obviously bad things happen, but... Your head doesn't explode. It doesn't explode into... A million little pieces. A million little tiny pieces, no. <laughs> <laughs> So this next story is 100% true. It's not a myth. It's insane. And it didn't happen to me, but I was there. And I know that this is 100% true. So for my birthday years ago, we went to Berlin. You look all surprised me there. It was amazing. And we went to Bergheim. And I'll tell you about how I got into that another day because that was a miracle. But anyway, <laughs> we got in there. And my husband, Ashley, who was my boyfriend at the time, went to the toilet. I went with him, but I just waited outside. And when he was in the toilet, he went for a wee at the urinal and there was a guy crouching underneath the urinal asking him to piss on his face. No. I swear to God, he came out of there and he was white as a ghost and he couldn't <laughs> believe what he'd seen. And our other friend, Joe, was in there as well. And he came out and said the same thing. And basically, there's a guy who's known for being in these toilets and stays in there and asks people to piss on his face. Did he do it? He regrets it so much that he didn't do it. <laughs> he always says to me, I really wish i just done it but he um he didn't do it he was so shocked that he just couldn't get his head around it and like quickly left and, and ran around back to me and like i remember he couldn't even like get his words out and then joe like came following out white as a ghost behind him and was like oh my god i've just seen that what the hell um <laughs> but apparently he's like a feature off the club oh that's <laughs> nice i mean yeah golden shower it's <laughs> just so weird just so weird yeah um it's not, it's not really my vibe but you know, people have their things. I remember actually we went to Brighton and one of our friends, definitely not going to say any names, one of our friends who was dating another one of our friends, she was crouching doing a forest pee. It was an outdoor free forest rave. We'd gone down to Brighton and he legit 
when underneath her, he was her boyfriend, so slightly less weird, but also still very weird, <laughs> went up underneath, caught some of the piss in his mouth, and then sprayed it <laughs> at another guy who we both know, who, um, yeah, we've both had, me and you have both had our differences with, I would say. And that guy got sprayed with piss and he weren't happy. (laughs) It was really funny. That's fucked up. Yeah, it's pretty vile. (laughs) Um, So what's the weirdest thing you've seen at a rave then? Well, that's one of them. Yeah, (laughs) that is fucking weird. I would say that's definitely one of them. What about when I was younger and I went to Ministry of Sound to a drum and bass night? And I, um, you know, I was always the person that went off and made loads of new friends. I ditched my mates when I got into a club. That, yes. (laughs) And uh, I went went off and I was like sitting on my own or probably with like some new friends that I made. And this guy came up to me and bear in mind, I'm probably about 17. And he's about 45, maybe 50. And he's got eyeballs that are bulging (laughs) out of the sockets. And he's like, he's like, oh, hello, starts chatting to me. And I'm all like, oh, hello, back, and whatever. And I was thinking, God, this guy's a bit weird. Anyway, he started talking to him, and it turns out he's just got out of prison that day. Um, I don't think I asked him what he was in there for. I don't think I wanted to know. he just got out of prison that day, and he had taken 20 pills. And honestly, his face was, like, upside down, <laughs> chewed off, eyes bursting at the sockets. And I remember thinking, fuck this is fucking weird anyway he wanted my telephone number (laughs) so I gave him a fake telephone number and then I went off to find my friends and then later on he came up to me and I was with all my mates and was like oh your telephone doesn't work your telephone's not ringing can I check the number (laughs) so I was like oh oh, sorry about that and like oh god the digits are wrong gave him the right telephone number and then I was getting phone calls constantly after and I saved the number as like do not pick up and the voicemails were so funny afterwards being like hey I met you, you're amazing. Da, la, la, la. I thought, oh my god, this imprint in my mind of this man totally off his nut. It was like terrifying. Oh shit. Yeah, not the kind of stalk you probably want. He just probably wanted a friend. Yeah, him. he did, but I mean, it was the it was the eyeballs that were all terrifying. <laughs> you needed flirt divert, didn't you? You needed to give him the flirt literally, divert number. Literally. Do you remember that flirt divert? Oh, it was so good. Radio one. <laughs> yeah, it was Scott Mills, I think it was. Uh-huh. It wouldn't work now because you don't re- people don't do voicemails and like use phone in the same way. So basically what it was was if somebody asked for your phone number, like after a night out, or maybe if you've even got with them, you'd give them the flirt divert number and then Scott Mills would play the voicemails on the radio afterwards and some of them were so funny and so tragic honestly i remember one where this guy like lost his shoe and he <laughs> left his shoes in the house and he kept trying to call to get his shoe back i mean the girl that gave him the flirt diverts number smashed it because it was hilarious there was also actually it's funny because we've been talking about shit and <laughs> i feel like shit and piss this this episode weirdly but i remember one specifically i can't remember exactly what the full story was but i do remember there was i think it was a voicemail of someone saying that they'd found the turd that they'd <laughs> so a girl had obviously done a shit and then blocked the toilet and had to get a load of tissue in her hand oh. to pick it out of the toilet and throw it out the window uh. but then the guy was saying by the way my mum found this or like it had gone like somewhere it had gone into someone else, you know like got it oh, they basically on the window found, yeah, yeah do you know what I mean like it was something like that uh in Barrow that, that is so the funny. cringiest of cringe <laughs> but anyway the message never got back. It just got to the popu- the the national population of the UK, apparently. Do you know what? There's so many funny, weird things that have happened at raves. If you guys have got a story, 
please can you message us because we'll read them out like one of the main reasons i wanted to do a podcast was to, about raving is because there's so many funny things that come out of it and weird situations so if you've got a funny or a weird situation or a memory please let us know because we'll read it out just like flirt divert did <laughs> we'll, we'll read it out and we can all have a good laugh together yeah and obviously it can be anonymous <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm sorry but your reaction to the guy asking Ashley and Joe to piss on his face was just really calm and like cool, cool, whatever flows his boat. Like, <laughs> do you not think it's weird that he was asking them to piss on his face in a club? Uh, I mean, the thing is, like, there's a lot of, you know, sex clubs and nights like that. Like, what? even in London, like Torture Garden and stuff where people get into like piss play. And no, I, I think, you know, like, I think. I wouldn't, you know, play like two girls, one cup. I think that's that's another level. You remember that? This was, yeah, I do, and I've never, everyone will see that. But <laughs> I've you, never watched it. You, you think it's okay and pretty normal for a man to be crouching <laughs> under the urinals in a toilet to ask people to piss on his face? You are fucked up. You are, you are bizarre. I'm telling you that. No, I'm not fucking saying it's normal, and I'm not saying I would do it or would want it anywhere near me. But your reaction was that. I'm sorry, you was like, mm -hmm, yeah, whatever. Whatever he likes, <laughs> do it, girl. I was just like, okay, cool. No, it's not cool. <laughs> it's really not fucking cool, Lara. There's sex clubs and then there's a man begging people to piss on his face <laughs> in a fucking urinal. <laughs> They're two different things. It doesn't sound like the most hygienic thing, I would say. It's revolting, it's fucking wrong. <laughs> I'm all for do what you want, but that is fucking next level. Well, fair enough. Well, each to their own, you know? <laughs> oh, for God's sake. <laughs> if I see you crouching under a fucking urinal asking people to piss on their face, well, I'll just leave you to it. <laughs> Maybe for like a certain amount of money. <laughs> okay, Lara, so here's a question for you. Would you rather be Poo Girl, the girl that got stuck down the toilet, or Piss Man, the man who hides under the urinals in clubs and asks people to piss on their face. Or Snorkel Man from Glastonbury. Or Snorkel Man. <laughs> or Snorkel Man. Which one would you rather? Oh, uh, hmm. <laughs> hmm. Hard to choose? I think you've got a little thing for Piss Man. <laughs> Mm, would I rather be him though? Uh, oh, I think out of all of those, am I drinking the piss? I don't know what you did with it. <laughs> That's making me feel sick. No, I'd have to be Poo Girl. Poo Girl. Yeah, I'd have to be Poo Girl. I mean, she made money out of it, so. No, she. Well, maybe, maybe. She went round to all the papers. <laughs> uh, I don't think she had a choice. I think they were banging down her door once they heard the news. Um, okay. What about you? Um, I would... Why don't you ask me a new one? Okay. Okay, okay. All right. Okay, here's one for you. Would you rather have Taylor Swift shake it off, <sighs> stuck in your head for the rest of your life, and you can't hear any other music? Whoa, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or would you rather be feeling drunk all the time oh <laughs> from the moment you wake up to the moment oh, you go to bed oh that's a good one i hate i hate being drunk i i actually hate being drunk but i hate it do you know what i'll go taylor swift because the amount of fun those people were having 
when they were getting up and dancing, albeit they were drunk, I'd say, oh no, because I can't listen to any other music. Imagine even if I went to like a funeral and it was serious music starts Maybe. playing and all I can hear is, shake it up, shake it up. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you'd be raving oh. to Taylor Swift. You'd you'd go to like drum sheds or whatever, and all you, all everyone would be having a fucking rave. And, and all you, I can hear you... is shake it off, shake it off. Yeah. Oh, but I mean, imagine my life always drunk. Well, I wouldn't get anything done. Um, I'd go Taylor Swift because I'm quite a bad drunk. So at least I just have to disguise <laughs> it. Um. So yeah, good one, good one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no great choice. <laughs> Well, that is the end of this episode. It's been a weird one. (laughs) I've loved it. Yeah, it's been fun. So if you like listening to our weirdness, please share with any other weirdos and follow us to make sure that you're up to date with all our latest episodes. Until then, goodbye. See you soon. Bye.